I V M. The scene is from the 25th of October 1951. Kalpa village formerly known as Chinigaon. The air is crisp and on the cusp of freezing winters. In this apple orchard paradise of Kinnor district in Himachal Pradesh, voting booths are set up earlier than in other parts of the country to avoid the heavy snowfall that is to follow. Ballot boxes and election materials had been carried up on mules. A school teacher, Sham Saran Negi, after trekking a long distance, was the first one to vote in the Shantong polling station. Four short years after independence, India had cast its first vote. Negi voted in every election since 1951, casting his vote for the 34th time last year, just three days before his death at the age of 106. In the months of April and May 2024, India will once again vote to elect 543 members of parliament, and this election will give us our 18th Lok Sabha. As we look forward to choosing our representatives once again, let's take a look back at the first time elections were held in India. Hello and welcome to a century of stories brought to you by IDFC First Bank. Always you first. I'm your host Kunal Vijaykar, and today I'll tell you about the first time that independent India went to the polls. Now, elections express the will of a nation. In a democracy, your vote is your voice. And for a newly independent nation just emerging from foreign rule, it was a significant step and one that would lay the foundation of the largest democracy in the world. In these elections, more than 1800 candidates from 53 parties contested along with 553 independents each of them representing their own culture ideology and vision for their region and the whole nation they were vying for 489 lok sabha seats india's population at that time was 360 million after which 173 million were eligible as voters but Pulling this off was no easy task. Even before the process began, rules and protocols had to be put in place. Who qualifies as a candidate? How much should campaign expenses be? What constitutes an election offence? What are the best practices to conduct elections on such a large scale? Questions like these were answered in the Representation of the People's Act. 1951 which was enacted by a provisional parliament Sukumar Sen from the Indian Civil Service was appointed as the first chief election commissioner and the commission set about making lists of eligible voters it took 16500 clerks 6 months to collate the electoral rolls then The election representatives went door to door informing people of their rights and urging them to vote. Mock elections were also held so that citizens would be well acquainted with the process come election day. This 
also help the election commission iron out any procedural difficulties. Another challenge was that the majority of the population at that time could not read or write. That is why ballot boxes were painted different colors and each bore a pictorial party symbol next to the candidate's name. This is a process we still follow till this day, albeit on electronic voting machines. After all these preparations, the execution of the polling was also a massive undertaking. 10 lakh officials oversaw the polls. 1,96,084 polling stations were set up and the elections took place in 68 phases. 62 crore ballot papers were printed and more than 22 lakh ballot boxes were built, costing 1 crore rupees. The ballot boxes had to be completely tamper-proof, so Godrej and Boyce, renowned safe makers, received the order to produce 12.83 lakh steel boxes for 23 states at a cost of 5 rupees per box. Political campaigners used every medium to get their message to the people. Pamphlets, posters and rallies. Jawaharlal Nehru started his campaign across the country on the 1st of October 1951 as the Congress President. But as Prime Minister, he encouraged the people to exercise their franchise regardless of who it is they vote for. Ram Manohar Lohia and Jai Prakash Narayan from the Socialist Party and Shama Prasad Mukherjee leading the Janasangha also campaigned furiously. Sucheta and J.B. Kriplani represented the Kisan Mazdoor Praja Party, while S.S. Miratskar and Gopal Rao stood for the Communist Party. Interestingly, while all parties held on-ground campaigns, the Communist Party was the only party that got a chance to spread the word on radio. Not on Akashwani All India Radio, but on Radio Moscow through a transmitter in Tashkent. Elections took over the mood of the nation and that resulted in a 45.7% turnout. The Congress party had an easy majority, winning 74% of the seats. 364 of the total of 489. The Communist Party came in second with 16 seats. The people had spoken and India had its first ever Lok Sabha. The mammoth elections had gone to plan, executed with efficiency and integrity, setting the precedent for free and fair elections for decades to come. India also took a forward-looking stand by introducing universal adult franchise, bestowing the right to vote on all citizens over the age of 21, men and women alike, at a time when even developed nations had seen a long fight to grant voting rights to women. This also meant no distinction on the basis of caste, creed, religion when it came to casting one's vote. This year, India once again goes to the polls. 543 members of the Lok Sabha to be voted in and anyone over the age of 18 is now eligible to vote. It is our chance to shape the future of the nation by choosing representatives 
whose policies and opinions best mirror our hopes and aspirations. So don't miss out on the opportunity to have your say. You've been listening to A Century of Stories brought to you by NFC First Bank. Always you first. I'm Kunal and I'll be back next week with the story of the Indian Railways.